This week's episode is sponsored by my latest books, Blood Tingling Tales, Volume 1 and Volume 2. Each book has over 15 tales of terror waiting for you. Both are available on Amazon. Blood Tingling Tales, Volume 1 is completely free for everyone. Blood Tingling Tales, Volume 2 is just 99 cents, or free if you have Kindle Unlimited. Just go to Amazon.com and search for Blood Tingling Tales, or go to ManiacOnTheLoose.com slash books. If you like scary stories, you've come to the right place. Welcome to the Maniac on the Loose Scary Stories Podcast. (laughs) Sit back and relax. Keep your arms and legs inside the vehicle at all times and enjoy the ride. The Woman Across the Street I recently moved into an apartment. I'm on the top floor of a four-story building in a bustling small town. I enjoy pulling up a chair next to my front window and gazing about. I live right on Main Street, which is cool. Lots of activity most days and nights. Lots of people watching opportunities. When I look out my window, I see a French restaurant, a lawyer's office, and a tavern. A wide variety of people frequent all three establishments. All of these buildings are four stories tall as well, and the three floors above each establishment are used as apartments. Most of the apartments across the street that I can see are occupied by people who keep their blinds shut most of the time. There are two renters who keep their curtains open and their lights on most of the time. One belongs to an old woman who spends most of her time watching television. Whenever she spots me looking out my window, she smiles and waves. The other belongs to a very athletic young woman. Every time I see her, she's riding an exercise bike. It's like she lives on that thing. Anytime she spots me looking her way, she stops, gets off the bike, and shuts her blinds. It makes me feel like a pervert every time, even though I'm not gawking at her. I'm simply gazing out my window and happen to look in her direction from time to time. I mean, that's what windows are for, right? The building directly across from me is the one that garners the best views. The second and third floors typically have their blinds closed. Not much to see there. The fourth floor, directly across the street from my window, has the curtains tied open, but the room is always dark. I wouldn't be able to see anybody in there unless they were standing in the window. For the first week in my new apartment, I never saw anyone in that darkened apartment across the street. I hated that the lights were always off. It gave it such a lonely feeling. 
I assumed it was currently vacant until I saw her. She was beautiful, stunning. Her raven black hair was naturally wavy and flowed over her shoulders. Her skin was powder pale, which accentuated her dark red lips and jade eyes. She always wore the same evening dress, a light blue chiffon v-neck dress that swept past her ankles. She stood in the window and peered around at the people on the street. She didn't stay in the window for more than a minute before she disappeared into the darkness, but that was all I needed. I was smitten with her instantly. Every night I spent time at my window hoping to catch another glimpse of the stunner. Her appearances were fleeting, a few seconds here and there gazing about. She never had the front room in her apartment lit, so I couldn't see her after she stepped away from the window. I guess you can say I got a little obsessed with her. Every spare moment I had, I sat by my window waiting for her. When I wasn't by my window, all I thought about was getting there. Kinda crazy to think I was lovesick over some woman that I had never spoken a word to, but that's the way it was. On the nights I saw her, I would gasp when she appeared. I'd stand up and practically press my face against the window to make sure I was getting a good look. Whenever she stepped away, I would let out a groan. I started trying to think of ways I could accidentally, on purpose, run into her and introduce myself. I didn't really have an end game. I just wanted to see her up close, hear her voice, and stare into those hauntingly beautiful eyes. I was coming up empty with how to accomplish the task, but the calculations of my mind were shuffling endlessly. One night, when she stepped in front of the window, there was something about her appearance that broke my heart. She held a melancholy expression as she looked down on the street. It didn't feel right that such a breathtaking soul should be feeling glum. The next time I saw her, she looked even more saddened, and she wasn't looking out the window. She was staring down at a letter in her hand. I could see her breath become erratic and choppy, and I let out a sigh of sadness when she leaned her head back and began to sob. I was watching her wipe the tears from her cheeks when we made eye contact. Her stare had a power I couldn't comprehend. I was frozen from her beauty. She was intoxicating. But I felt like a fool when I witnessed her saddened expression be replaced with embarrassment. As she stepped backwards away from the window and was enveloped by darkness, I cried out, No! Don't go! But she was gone. What was she crying about? What was in that letter? Who dared to bring sorrow to that delicate creature? The next day I called in sick to work and I spent my entire day looking out my window waiting for the woman across the street. It was early in the evening when I finally saw movement by the window, but it wasn't her. 
It was a gangly old man with slick back white hair. I watched in horror as he stepped forward and placed a for rent sign in the window. As he stepped back into the room, he turned on a light and I could see that the room was empty. She was gone. I raced across the street and caught the bony old man as he exited the building. The room on the fourth floor, it's for rent? He nodded. What happened to the woman who was staying there? His brow crinkled in confusion. Woman? Yes, the beautiful woman who was staying there. I have an apartment across the street. I've seen her standing by the window on many occasions. A spark of recognition filled the old man's eyes. Did she have black hair? Yes! Was she wearing a blue dress? Yes, yes, that's her! I'm sorry to inform you that the woman you saw doesn't live there anymore. She received a letter from her husband informing her that he was leaving her for another woman. What, well, where, where did she go? Did she leave a forwarding address? He shook his head. Son, you don't understand. That happened over 50 years ago. I sat heavily on the steps outside that building. It was several deep breaths later when I finally had the energy to ask a question. What happened to her? She spent the next two weeks standing in front of that window, staring down at the street, hoping one day her husband would return. They say she died of dehydration. I say she died of a broken heart. I pictured my life moving forward without meaning. It was a gloomy future for sure. Then it dawned on me. I'll take it. The old man didn't immediately understand what I was saying. The apartment, I'll take it. But you haven't even seen it. I've seen enough. I live in that apartment now, with that hauntingly beautiful creature. I watch her as she goes through the reoccurring pattern of looking out the window, reading the letter, and crying. I constantly tell her how beautiful she is, and how any man who would leave her is not worth her tears. She never responds. I don't think she can hear me, but I need her to. If only she could hear me, I could show her what love really is. I need to do whatever it takes to mend her broken heart. Whatever it takes. I've been staring out of the window for close to a week now. I'm severely dehydrated. It shouldn't be much longer. This episode is brought to you by Horror Quickies. If you like horror anthology books, this is for you. Over 80 tales of terror told in a true story style that will curdle your blood and send shivers down your spine. Horror Quickies, the complete series, is only $2.99 on Amazon or free if you have Kindle Unlimited. 
Go to Amazon.com and search for Horror Quickies. Or just go to ManiacOnTheLoose.com slash books. Imaginary friend. When I would lie in bed at night, if I listened closely, I could hear the dark. I could hear it creeping up the stairs and walking down the hall. I could hear it standing outside my door, waiting for me to let it in. One night I got out of bed and opened the door. That was the night I met Mr. Dark. My name is Bobby. I'm a nine-year-old boy. My imaginary friend is Mr. Dark, although he's not imaginary. I tried to explain that to my folks, but that seemed to worry them, so much so that they made me see a shrink. They referred to her as a counselor, but I knew that meant shrink. The shrink told me to draw a picture of Mr. Dark, so I did. I guess to her, he just looked like a dark silhouette of a man. There's more to him than that, but I guess grown-ups don't really want to look that close. They could see him if they really wanted to. He shows up in reflections. That's the only time I can see him, too. I usually see him when I look in the mirror. He likes to stand over my shoulder. The shrink saw him once, but just for a second. I walked by the window of her office. The sun was shining just right and cast my reflection. And Mr. Dark's, too. I could tell by her expression that she saw him, but she didn't want to admit it. I could see the wheels of her mind turning as she tried convincing herself that her eyes were just playing tricks on her. In the end... I decided to admit to the shrink and my parents that Mr. Dark wasn't real. He was just my harmless imaginary friend. This put them all at ease. I stopped talking about Mr. Dark around them, for their sake. And things went back to normal. But Mr. Dark was still with me. He was always with me. And he helped me. My next-door neighbor goes to my school. She's a grade higher than me. She's mean. When she found out that I was seeing a shrink, she made fun of me. One day while we were in the stairwell at school, she tripped and fell down the stairs. She broke her leg in three places. Everyone thinks it was just a freak accident, but I know better. Mr. Dark tripped her. Then there was the teacher who gave the class an assignment to write a story about their best friend. Naturally, I wrote a story about Mr. Dark. She said imaginary friends don't count and gave me a D. At the end of the day, when she went to her car, she found that someone had smashed her windshield in with a baseball bat. I know who did it. It was Mr. Dark. 
Only one other person has ever seen Mr. Dark as well as I have. Doug DeBose, the school bully. He was a horrible person. He's two grades higher than me and picks on the boys in my class. He beats them up and takes their lunch money. When he told me I had to start giving him lunch money every day, I laughed in his face. He didn't like that. He pushed me into the bathroom and started wailing on me. I covered up as best I could, but he punched hard. Even when I blocked the punches, it still hurt. He stopped punching me when he looked in the mirror and saw Mr. Dark. Doug was so scared he peed his pants. He tried to run away, but Mr. Dark grabbed him by the hair and pounded his face into the mirror over and over until Doug was nothing but a lifeless ragdoll. Mr. Dark suggested I hurry out of the bathroom before someone found Doug's body. I did so. Mr. Dark says I'm his best friend and that he'll always be watching out for me. He says that if anyone does me wrong, he'll fix them good. It's nice to have a best friend. We hope you enjoyed the show. We're dying for you to come back for more. <laughs> Visit ManiacOnTheLoose.com Sign up for our newsletter and I'll give you some free stuff. We'll see you soon. Very soon. I have some exciting news. You can now get Maniac on the Loose Scary Stories Podcast merchandise. T-shirts, sweatshirts, hoodies, hats, mugs, and much more. Choose from two different Maniac on the Loose Scary Stories Podcast logos or get merchandise with one of my book covers on it. Visit ManiacOnTheLoose.com slash store. That's ManiacOnTheLoose.com slash store.